Welcome to Epiphany Church, everybody. My name is Pastor Derek Parks, and I have the privilege of serving here as the lead pastor. And it is just my joy and my privilege to be with you guys today and worship with you. We want to say happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Uh, If you're a woman who's used your influence in someone else's life and you've leveraged your work, you've leveraged the things of your hands, the wisdom of your mind to make a difference in someone's life, we celebrate you today. And so as it's Mother's Day, I think about uh, my mother. I think about uh, the, the women who've made a significant impact in my life. And I think back to my aunt who, who raised me. And one of the things that my aunt used to say and some of the things that used to be displayed in her home are going to be pivotal towards the sermon that I'm going to preach to you today. And so I want to welcome you to week two of a series that we've called 2020, Still the Year of Clear Vision. This series is designed to help you recapture your vision for 2020. See, many of you are just like me. We've been knocked around by 2020. We've been hit upside the head by 2020. And most of us want to throw 2020 in the trash, but wait, don't do it. God still has purpose for you in this year. It's been one hit after another. I understand that from Kobe to Corona to uh, murder hornets, whatever those things are that they're talking about. And there's so many things that are occurring uh, in our world, and it makes it difficult for us to maintain vision for our present year. And so well, I want to help us. This series is designed to help us walk through this. We, we walked through a sermon last week that I called 2020 Vision. And I said, if we're going to have 2020 Vision, then we've got to know three things. The first thing that we need to know is that grace has saved us. If it wasn't for the grace of God, we would not be in the place where we are now. The second thing that you need to know is that your works won't get you there. It's only by the grace of God that you are able to ascertain what God has for you. And the last thing you need to know is that you are his workmanship. We learned that from Ephesians chapter 2 last week. And so I'm walking us today. I want to talk to us from a a message, a title that I'm titling, a message that I'm titling, pardon me, uh, 2020 Renewal. I'm just excited this morning. And so I want you to hold on, buckle up tight, and turn with me to Joshua Chapter 24, verses 14 through 15. And it reads, it says, Therefore, the f- fear the Lord and worship him in sincerity and truth. Get rid of the gods of your fathers, whom they Worship beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt. Get rid of those things and worship the Lord. He goes on in verse 15. He says, but if it doesn't please you to worship the Lord, choose for yourself today which you will serve. The gods of your father, the gods that your fathers worshipped in the Euphrates River or the gods of the Amorites 
in whose land you are now living. And he says this, and this is the thing that my auntie, my mama used to say all the time. It was hanging up at a placard. If you were like me, <laughs> most of us in, in, in African-American homes, we had this placard somewhere in our house. It said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Father, I pray, God, that you will bless our time today. God, bless the preaching of your word. Father, I pray, God, that you would help us to see clearly what it is that you have to say to your church. And so, Father, I pray, God, by your spirit and by your might, God, that you would show off, God, in us today. God, that you would allow your word to penetrate our hearts and saturate our minds. It's in the powerful name of Jesus Christ that I pray. Amen. I want to submit this idea to you today is that if you are going to keep 2020 from driving you insane, if you are going to keep 2020 from knocking you down, then you've got to seek renewal. See, seeking renewal means this thing. Seeking renewal means that you must fear the Lord. Verse 14, he tells us, he says, listen, therefore, fear the Lord and worship him in sincerity and truth. Get rid of your father, the, the gods that your fathers worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and worship the Lord. He says here, he tells them, therefore, and when I was in uh, uh, seminary and Bible college, one of the things that I learned was every time you see therefore, you ask the question, what is it there for? And the reason that it's there for here in this passage is that he had just walked them through the history of the Israelites, starting with Abraham's father. He's walking them through and he's saying, listen, Abraham's father, he worshiped beyond the Euphrates River. He worshiped beyond the place. And then it walks through the life of Abraham and Isaac. And it brings us to the point of Moses. And it brings us to Joshua here and the people wandering through the wilderness. And it takes us through to them entering into the land and finding the promise that God had given to them in the land of Canaan. And so now they're here in this place and he's telling them, he says, listen, you you have walked through all of this. He says, you've been through all of this. You've seen all these things take place. And in verse 12, I want you to see this. He even tells them in verse 12, he says, I sent hornets ahead of you, and they drove out the two Amorite kings before you. It was not by your sword or your bow. And he says, I gave you land that you did not labor in and cities that you did not build. And I let you live in houses and I let you eat of vineyards and olive groves that you did not plant. Therefore, fear the Lord. See, sometimes you've got to understand this. You've got to understand that the place that you are in is designed specifically to cause you to have a reverence for God. You see, the, the difficulty of 2020 is this, is that it's caused some of us to stand in awe of our circumstances versus standing in awe of the Creator. 
And see, I want to help you today. I want to help you with this passage. He's, he's telling us, he's saying, listen, as you survey your history, as you look back at the things that God has done in your life, I want you to remember this thing. He says, therefore, because of all that stuff that's taken place, fear the Lord. See, we've stood in awe of circumstances. We've stand in awe of, of the coronavirus and the death toll that is taking. We, we stand in awe at all of the atrocities that are happening in our world. Instead of focusing on circumstances, God is calling you to focus on him. And so I want you to see that in this passage. And I want you to know that as he's walking them through this, he's telling them, he says, fear the Lord and worship him with sincerity and truth. Here, I want you to see this. If you are going to have renewal in 2020, then you have to serve the Lord. See, other spots, this, other translations, they render this passage here where it says worship him. It says serve the Lord. And so there's something greater than yourself that ought to cause you to serve. See, there's something that is greater than you that ought to compel you to worship God. This word for worship, it, it can mean to work or to labor. Uh, it, it means to serve. But, but this word, it carries the idea of being enticed to serve. And so listen, I love the translation of this word here from serve to worship. I, I think it's beautiful. I think it, it helps us to grasp the reality of what service truly is. You see, some of us, we think that service is a simple act, but I want to submit to you that service is deeply spiritual towards God, and we need to be renewed in our thinking of this. See, one of the things that, that, that gets me rattled sometimes is when, when I see people who think that all they have to do is serve the needs of others and then they're good. See, that's not what the scripture teaches. The scripture doesn't teach that if you just do good things towards others, then you'll be all right with God. No, what the scripture teaches is, is that you do things for others because of the position that you have for God. So you're not working to gain a position with him. You're working because you've already gained one with him. And so I want you to see that. And I want us to know that God is calling us to this. And he wants us to see that it is a renewal of our mind that needs to take place towards serving him that will lead to the worship of him. And see, you can't separate it because even though I'm fond of the, the way that this translation of the word from, from, from serve to worship took place, I'm less fond of it because I think it weakens the posture of worship to the one to one that suits us rather than being about the service of the king. See, I, oftentimes what happens is, is we, we see this idea of worship being submitted and it, it takes our minds off of the fact that when we worship, we don't just come and lift our hands and cry. But when we worship, that means that we lead, as we say here, lifestyles of worship that where we surrender our lives to the service of our Lord and Savior. See, the worship of God is not just acts of service you, you you're not doing god any favor by worshiping him 
See, most of us think that if I just show up for church and I, I sing my songs and, and I get in a position where, 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 where you know, I, I'm, I'm making uh, myself feel better by, by shouting loudly to God, then I'm, then I'm doing something for him. But you're not doing God any favors by worshiping him. However, I want you to see this, that serving God is an act of worship towards him. You see, what we are called to do, we are called to give up our lives to serve God and do what he says, and that is an act of worship. See, we get it confused. We think that if we just do good things that, that, that we're good with God. No, you are good with God and you worship him, therefore you do things to serve him. And so that's why he tells us in this passage, he says, listen, worship the Lord, worship God with sincerity and truth. See, those are two things that you need if you're going to worship God. You, you need sincerity. That, that word for sincerity has the idea of completeness or wholeness or entirety. It means to be without blemish. And so most of us are in a position where we think that if we just do good things, if we just serve other people, then that puts us in a position where we are good with God. And that's not the case. What happens here is he's letting us know that you need some sincerity, you need some integrity in your worship of God. See, the challenge is this. Some of us will go from this on Sunday morning to cussing people out on Sunday night. See, and, and that's not what we're called to. We're called to have integrity in our worship of God. You cannot worship God and then walk around and act as if you are the center of the universe. I won't go, listen. I, I, I want you to know this. Listen, you can't walk around like everything centers on you and claim to be a worshiper of Jesus. See, that's not how we're designed. That's not how God set this thing up. What he's saying to us is this. He says, if you are going to worship me, then you've got to have integrity. If you are going to worship me, then you, your worship cannot be blemished. If you are going to worship me, then it cannot be in part. This word has an idea. It suggests to us that as we are serving God, it requires our integrity, and you cannot worship God in part. <laughs> Jesus goes on to say, he says, those who worship God, they must worship him in spirit and in truth. But this idea here of truth is the idea of firmness or faithfulness or sureness. See, seeking renewal means having a firmness and a faithfulness about your life. See, <laughs> When you're seeking after renewal, when you're trying to recapture a vision for your life, when you're trying to see more clearly what God is saying to you, you've got to see this and know that it requires your life to have some faithful components to it. See, you'll be renewed by your reliability in seasons of uncertainty. See, the question comes into place is sometimes, one of my mentors, he used to say this, he says, integrity is doing the right thing when no one is watching. 
See, we're, we're all good with doing the right thing in front of people. But can you do the right thing when nobody's watching? See, in this season of your life, in, in, in 2020, when, when, when you're working from home and, and you are in front of your computer and, and you're supposed to be on a Zoom meeting, but, but you won't show your image. Uh, you won't show your image because uh, you, you aren't really paying attention to what's happening inside of the meeting. You, you, you're paying attention to the other stuff that you've got going on inside your house. You're trying to get to those projects that you haven't got, been able to get to in a while. But see, what, what, we're, what we're seeing here is that if we're going to worship God, we've got to worship him with sincerity and truth. We've got to worship him with integrity, and we've got to be reliable. See, you will be renewed by your reliability in seasons of uncertainty. See, will you continue to do the things that matter even when it doesn't matter? <laughs> See, will, will, will you continue to pursue life with Jesus even when it doesn't seem like anybody's going to notice because you're only stuck in your house by yourself? No, that's not the case, y'all. We have to do what is required of us, we've got to be reliable and we have to be stable in seasons of uncertainty. So if you're going to seek renewal, if you're going to seek renewal, the next thing you got to do is you got to get rid of the old. See, verse 14, he tells them, uh, part B, he says, get rid of the gods your fathers worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt. Get rid of those things and worship the Lord. What he's saying is, is turn aside those things. He, he, he's telling them to remove those things from, his, from their life. And what he's calling them to do is remove those things from their life, remove those 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 gods that they used to worship, those things that used to rule you, those things that 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 you used to allow to judge you, those things that that are in your life that you've given control over your life. See, there are some things in your life that you've given control over your life when God is saying, no, I want control over your life. I'm the one who should have control over your life. But you've given control of your life. To your children. Uh, you've given control of your life to your promotion. You've given control over your life to your graduation. You've given control over your life to your succession plan. You've given control over your life to your career path. And see, God is saying, listen, don't give your life, don't give control of your life to those things. Let me control your life. And guess what? When God controls your life, your life is always better. But he tells him, he says, listen, get rid of that stuff. Remove that stuff from your life and worship Yahweh. See, the, he tells him, get rid of that stuff. The, your fathers, they worship beyond the Euphrates. The, the Euphrates... It's a river, but it, it, it represents the, the idea of the Euphrates. The Euphrates, it, it's, it formed what is known as the cradle of civilization. Some of the earliest civilizations were in that area where the Euphrates and the Tigris River, they run, that, that Mesopotamian Valley. It's, it's, it's the place where civilizations were birthed. 
the Euphrates represents this idea of rationality. And some of you aren't experiencing renewal because you're too busy focused on what is rational. See, I want to help somebody today. See, you, you can experience the renewal that the Spirit of God wants to work in your life because you're too busy focused on what is rational. But everything that God calls you to isn't rational. See, some of you have some things that are bottled up on the inside of you right now and they're lying dormant on the inside of you because you simply can't see it as rational. But let me help you today. I want to help you out today. See, Abraham taking his son to a mountain to sacrifice him wasn't rational, but it's what God told him to do. See, Jacob wrestling with an angel to get close to the presence of God, it wasn't rational, but it pointed to something. See, Moses standing in front of the Red Sea with only a rod in one hand and a stutter on his lips, that thing wasn't rational, but he knew what God had called him to do. See, David going to fight a giant, going to fight something that was bigger than him with only a slingshot and no armor, that wasn't rational, but it pointed us to something. It pointed us to the cause where Jesus would take on something that seemed like it was bigger than him called death, where Jesus would take on a sea and an impossible circumstance to free people from their sin that didn't seem like it would happen, but he parted that thing in the, as the veil split. Jesus would go and he would wrestle with death and hell and he would take on those things so that he could ultimately be taken up as the son who was taken to the mountain to be sacrificed by his father. It may not seem rational to you, but if God is calling you to do it in 2020, you've got to step into it. I'm going to help us today. I'm going to help us get clear about some stuff. He told him, he says, listen, get rid of those things that your fathers worshipped beyond the Euphrates and in Egypt. Egypt represents the place of slavery. And some of us can't find renewal in 2020 because we're in bondage to our past. See, we are so stuck in the way that things were that we can't get renewed. But God, see, but God saying that, listen, The way that you used to do it isn't the way that I want to do it. (laughs) And I know you've always done things a certain way. I know you've always cataloged your life in a particular framework. I know that you've always had a certain sense about how you would get to a certain place in your steps. And then he throws a wrench into your plans to let you know that you aren't in control of your life. And stop allowing yourself to be held back by your past. Stop saying because my mama wasn't there for me. Stop saying because my dad wasn't around. Stop saying because I did didn't do well in high school. Stop saying because you had circumstances you couldn't control. Stop living in the past. Stop allowing Egypt to have a hold on you and walk forward into renewal in this season that God has for you. 
calls him. He says, listen, go on and worship the Lord and see. I want you to see this. This is my last idea for y'all, and I'm out of here. Seeking renewal means choosing for yourself. Verse 15, he says, but if it does not please you to worship the Lord, choose for yourselves today (laughs) or choose you this day. He says, will you serve the gods of your fathers beyond that they worship beyond the Euphrates? Or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are now living? And Joshua takes a stand. He says, nah, as for me and my family, see, on this Mother's Day, moms, y'all got to make a stand, too. Some of you moms, you have been working hard your whole life. Some of you are single mothers and, and you've been raising children by yourself. And some of you are in families where, where a lot of weight has been placed on your shoulders. But you've got to take a stand like mothers have been taken all throughout history and say, listen, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. As for me and my family, we're going to serve the God of the universe. And I want you to be committed to that idea today in 2020 and beyond to know that as it pleases you because he tells him listen if it doesn't please you to worship the lord he said listen it might be disagreeable for you sometimes to follow the lord and labor for him it might be disagreeable or it might be displeasing to you you might even consider it an evil to place the things of god above your own personal needs at times but what god is saying to us he's saying listen i need you to choose today who you're going to serve and and, and as we're choosing as we're making this choice we're making a choice towards renewal and i want you to see that very clearly he's letting them know here That you've got to decide. The greatest determinant towards our personal renewal is our ability to make decisions. See, some of us get stuck, and you know where I'm going, in the paralysis of analysis. You overthink every decision 45 times. <laughs> you, you get so stuck in your thoughts and in your mind, but you've got to make a decision. And as you are making decisions, you've got to practice healthy decision making in this season. There are some things that you're going to have to say no to in order to say yes to the things that God has for you. Moms, I'm talking especially to you this morning. There are some things you got to say no to in order to say yes to the things that God has for you. That means sometimes you got to tell them babies, no, I need a moment for myself so that I can be invigorated and renewed to walk in what God has called for me to walk in. See, you, you think that if you just push your way through, you think if you just push your way in that you'll be a better father or a better mother or a better worker. But that's not the reality. Sometimes you've got to decide to step away from some stuff so that you can be renewed, so that you can be who God has called you to be fully. Because the reality is, is that when you're pressing through all the time, you're not being your best person, the best person that you can be for your family. You snapping at everybody (laughs) because you're overwhelmed. But you've got to learn how to decide and how to choose 
in this season. You've got to know how to make good decisions. And listen, I want to let you know today that the best decision you could make for your life is to make a decision for Jesus Christ. See, they were walking around the Euphrates and and they were looking they were looking back to the Euphrates and they were looking back uh, to the place where they currently were, which was the Amorites. And these Amorites, he's telling them, he's saying, listen, don't allow your desires for prominence to keep you from the promises. Because the promises don't always look promising. Sometimes people might be slinging mud on your name, and there's no promise, prominence in that at all, but the promise says this, you're not alone. He says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. And that's why you can make a decision. That's why you can make the decision to walk with Jesus. You can make the same statement, have this same placard in your home that my auntie had all around the house and that she would say all the time when we was acting up. She would say, as for me and my family, we are going to serve the Lord. And you can make that same decision today as well. Maybe you're watching and you're wondering, how could I make a decision in the midst of all of this uncertainty? You might be wondering, how can I make a decision for Jesus when I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills next week? How can I make a decision for Jesus when I don't know how I'm going to eat in the coming days? I want to let you know that making a decision for Jesus will be the absolute best decision of your life. If you are looking to be renewed, if you're looking to have renewal in 2020 and beyond, I want to let you know that Jesus is the only way to get there. If you will place your faith and trust in Jesus, you will have the certainty that you will be renewed. That doesn't mean that everything in your life is going to go peachy keen and fine. But that does mean that you can hang on to the promises of God. And I want to invite you today to hang on to the promises of God. He says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. He tells you, lo, I will be with you even until the end of the age. And it might seem like you're alone like right now, but you are not alone. And so if, if that's you and you're saying, I want to make a decision for Jesus, we want to invite you to make a decision. We want to invite you. You could text the number that's uh, uh, rolling on the screen right now. You can, you can, you can s submit a connection card and, and somebody will get back to you. But right now we're going to pray for you. And we're going to pray that you make the decision to follow Jesus and to choose this day who you will serve. To choose today that you will serve the Lord. Father, I pray that these your people, God, I pray that these your children, God, will walk with you, God, that they would be renewed today, Father, by your spirit. And so, Lord, I pray, God, by your grace, by your power, by your might, God, that you would renew us. And, Father, help us today. Help us to be renewed by your power and by your spirit. 
And Lord, I pray, God, that you would help us to make the best decision we could ever make for our lives. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for watching today. We're just so uh, excited that you were with us. And we're so glad that you were a part of this time with us. And so we want to say happy Mother's Day again to all the moms. We love you. We love you. We love you big. And so join us again next week as we continue in this series called 2020. Grace and peace to you.